Hi there, welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S4 E20 Free Fall. Free Falling. Who's free falling in this episode? Mm-hmm. We're going to open on Spencer Hastings. Well, I love it that the previously on package actually includes a lot of scenes from the black and white drug hallucination that Spencer had last week. Of course. Also, this episode written by Maya Goldsmith, directed by Melanie Mayron. This is the last Melanie Mayron directed episode of PLL. I feel like that's not the last time you're going to say that. You, 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 you said that in the past where you're like, this is the last episode so-and-so directed, and then we get to the a new episode where they directed well, according to IMDb, and having watched the rest of season four, season five, love to have her back. Um, so yeah, we open on the weary face of Spencer Hastings as her eyes slowly would, open. Well, it's not weary; it's it's this super super close up of her asleep, and then she starts to open her eyes. I'd say she looks pretty pretty tired, pretty out of it. Um, she yeah. so at a weird angle. Then we see the reverse; everything is blurry. It slowly comes into focus. She's in a classroom, and then after a moment, the sound comes back in. The monotonous ticking of a clock, the hum of people in the distance. There's a very cool shot up above her looking down. We see she is sprawled at a desk. We'll go ahead and call it Ezra's desk. She's sprawled at the teacher's desk in front of this classroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she appears to be wearing maybe, like, pajamas. Mm -hmm. It's like a fairly, like, nothing, like, top. Just, like, a strappy top and, like, a hoodie. Yeah. Well, it's like, a, it's like a bathrobe. Um, but yeah, she's, she's been sleeping almost face down in Allison's open journal on Ezra's desk in his classroom. Mm-hmm. She lifts her head up slowly, realizing where she is. And then, of course, who should come to this classroom but Mr. Ezra Fitz? Yeah, realizing what she's wearing, too. Yeah, and then old Ezra Fitz walks in. He's like, Spencer? And she quickly puts her the journal in her bag, and she's looking very, like, fearful. Mm-hmm. He's like, Spencer, are you all right? And she's pulling on her hoodie, like trying to just get out of there. And he says, "How long have you been in here?" And she she's very out of it. She's like, "I don't know." Uh, uh, he's like, "Did you sleep here?" And she's just like mumbling, like, "I don't know." You know, just trying to stand up. Uh, I love this look for Spencer. Like, a lot of times we'll see in an action movie where like the male action star has that kind of like end of act two, beat the shit up, like end of his haggard. rope, haggard look. Yeah. Where he's, he's got to, you know, come to his big defining moment for Act 3. And they really let Spencer get that to that point here. She just looks ready to collapse. Just minus, like, the stubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, like, dark, dark red eyes and the huge bags under her eyes kind of, like, stand in for stubble for Spencer. That in her hair. I would, it's always a good look for Spencer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's what made, like, 3B, part of what made 3B so wonderful. Um, so, Ezra is moving closer to her slowly. She jumps up, a little scared of him. She mumbles that she's just really tired. And Ezra says, Spencer, we both know what's going on here. I think it's time we address the issue, don't you? Well, and she, she just, like, awesomely stares him down. Like, she's, like, the final girl in a horror movie. But she's on high alert. The tension here is delicious. Uh... He says, the path you've been going down is very dangerous. Oh, and he has his hand out, like, you know, because earlier he's like, hey, 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 you know. Yeah. Like, he's trying to calm the wild beast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the bell rings. And he lowers his hand, and he looks behind him, which gives Spencer an opportunity to, like, run away. She's like, I have to go, and she bolts out of there. And he just stares very coldly as students file into the classroom behind him, and he can't really do anything. Well, so... This is kind of an update to the the Hannah Faye situation, which you're going to see in pretty mm-hmm. much the end of every scene in this episode. Is some character leaves, 
And rather than just like the, the character remaining chewing on this, they're going to stare off in the direction of that exit. But like menacingly. Yeah, menacingly. That's pretty much, or ruefully, or mm-hmm. morosely, but that's pretty much how every scene of this episode ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like Melly Mayron watched those Chadlow episodes and she's like, I can top that. Well, that, I gotta say, she does some really interesting things with the, like, the composition in this episode. Like that POV shot where Spencer, like, her vision, like, slowly comes into view of all the desks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she really nails that kind of haze, I guess. Mm-hmm. As much as you can to translate to the TV. Uh, so after the credits, we're in the girls' bathroom. Well, they get the- another cool shot here where it's just, like, the tile of the bathroom for her and it yeah. pans over to some, like, ugly sandals, the kind of sandals you'd wear in the shower. Yeah, flip-flops, yeah. And Spencer steps into him, and she's kind of, like, getting dressed in the bathroom, putting on a shark's hoodie. The skinny legs and bare feet of Spencer Hastings. Well, it's such a cool angle, uh, like, looking at her in the mirror, putting on this hoodie. Uh, and she looks briefly like like she's ready to go, like, do some hacking with, uh, well, but with I mean, D- Daniel Craig in Sweden right now. Yeah, if you're going to do anything, like, any kind of shot in a bathroom, you don't, like, set up your character from the bathroom floor unless they're in a bad way. <laughs> you usually start in the, the gross tile of a bathroom floor and then pan up on your, like, drug addict, you know, heroin junkie, which is where Spencer kind of is right now. I also love that liars do as much business in this bathroom as at their school as Veronica Mars did. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Hannah and Emily then come into the bathroom. Hannah looks straight up disgusted with Spencer's outfit. <laughs> she's just like stink face. Like she's Ugh. just she is like, what the fuck are you wearing? And like so she, she might just turn around and walk right back out. Yeah, and vomit in the hallway. Uh, when she does like, the thing Arya does, where she holds her hands out to the side, like like, like she whoa, can't even. Yeah. Whoa, what the hell is this? Yeah, hold up. Yeah, Spencer's like nothing. I had to change. This is all I had in my gym locker. And Emily, classically wonderfully, it's the greatest Emily moment. Ever. She says, "Did you?" <laughs> Did you have an accident? Yeah, she leans in closer. Did you have an accident? This is literally bathroom humor in the bathroom. Well, in Spencer, she just has like the, the sandals, like some basketball gym shorts and a hoodie on. Yeah. And her hair is just wild. And she's like, what? No. And Hannah's like, well, are you going to? What is up with those shower shoes? So when we talk, when we, people talk about spinoffs, they never talk about Hannah spinoff, which should clearly be just her like walking up to people on red carpets and like shit talking their outfits to their face. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer wants them to forget about the outfit because they have an emergency situation here. She goes and locks the bathroom door, and Emily's like, "Is that why you called me at four a.m. this morning?" And Hannah's like, "Wait, what? I thought we were after we saw Arya lip locking with the devil." We went home to calm down and crash. Well, and Spencer is as confused by this as Hannah is. She's like. I, she's, you know, you can see the wheels turning like, huh? <laughs> I yeah. called you? Uh, and so she's like, I, I, I must have hit dial while I was asleep. Sleep Look, okay, I know we said we were going to talk about Ari after school, or talk to Ari after school, but I really think we need to tell her about Ezra sooner, like now. And Emily's like, what? Spencer, we can't tell her now. And she says, the longer we wait, the more dangerous it becomes. And Hannah's like, do you think it's going to be any less dangerous if we drop a bomb like that while she's going into class? Emily basically says, no, they can't do that. And Spencer's like, do what? Protect her? Esther spoke to me this morning. I could barely maintain eye contact. Meanwhile, for all we know right now, Arya's hooking up with him in some janitor's closet. How does that not make your skin crawl? So Spencer's Ezria fanfiction stops short of them knocking boots in janitor's closet. Or does it? 
good point <laughs> she doesn't want to she just assumes that like Arya's always off with ezra like giving him like a bj in a broom closet or something yeah yeah um so emily you know says that it does and she knows spencer doesn't want to keep her in the dark but this isn't going to be easy emily says she's in love with him and she's given up a lot to be with him like self-respect mm-hmm. emily says it's already going to be difficult enough for Arya to believe that ezra's even capable with this and spencer's face is just like oh boy she just looks so exhausted yeah um, the bell rings so later, we're in the school hallway. We see Ezra just standing there by the stairs. Arya comes down the stairs. She's wearing a silver <laughs> jacket, which is probably stolen from Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. And I have that dress, same note. A dress covered in dog bones. It's like... Well, it's, a, it's like a black, like, short dress, like, only down to her thighs. But the, and it has all these little, like, white cartoon dog bones all over it. It's like Ezra's a dog, and she's going to throw him a bone in the janitor's closet. And and then she's wearing Quicksilver's jacket. She's like, he thought he was fast. Not fast enough. Arya's like, no, I'm fast. Wait, that did not sound right. <laughs> um, Ezra calls out to Arya, but there's like a jock nearby. So he's just like, uh, you had a question about the reading assignment this week? And Arya playing along. And she's like, yeah, I was wondering how much information we had to turn in for the exams. And they're alone. Um, I love the like, way she's always like looking around, curious, like cocking her neck over, like see if the coast is clear. Yeah, so Ezerton says, you know, I know you have history right now, but I can write you a late pass, which... That's hot. You'd think that since people already suspect them, they'd want to keep that to a minimum. Like, keep it Mm -hmm. out of paperwork. But Arya says... The other teacher is just like, "Mm hmm, sure. (laughs) Arya says... I don't even want to know about it. Yeah, Arya says it's okay. Like, you you don't have to do that for me. But, like, she's still going to be late. She's she's like, don't worry. I have someone covering for me. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing that happens at Rosa. So she asks what's up, and he's like... Have you talked to Spencer today? She says no. He says, and he's probably feel, just like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little strange coming to you with this. You know, Ari asks if something's happened. And I'm just like, well, things have started to pile up. The work Spencer turns in is sloppy and rambling. She walks in every morning with circles under her eyes. And when she's in class, she's either a hyper alert or she's a total zombie. And Ari is basically like, well, that sounds perfectly normal with regards to Spencer Hastings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She says, yeah, I mean, I know she's been a little out of it lately, but she's had to juggle, uh, had a lot to juggle, you know, and, you know, Spencer, she's a total stress case. A garbanzo bean in the wrong salad bin is enough to make her wig out. Zing. Um, yeah, really, Spencer, like, you know, she's like one chickpea can short of like a menacing uh, uh, sequence here. But mm-hmm. uh, Ezra thinks it's more than that. And Arya's like, what? And Ezra says, she has a problem with amphetamines. And I'm worried it's become a crutch. And That's Arya's what he's like, worried about. What? He's like, I'm worried she's using them too much. Not that she's using them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ari's like, Ezra, that's that's crazy. Uh, and as she says this, she like looks behind him again. She does that thing where she like peeks around his shoulder to see if anyone's there. Uh, and he says, Well, people think it'll improve their academic performance because it does. Uh, but when it's overused, and Ari says, Ezra, come on, Spencer. And Ezra, like, oh, he's just getting so creepy. He's like, she's got everybody fooled, Arya. Your friend is a ticking time bomb, and when she explodes. I want you, I, you know, I don't want you to get hit by the shrapnel. Like, he's trying to make it about her suddenly. Like, oh, I'm, I'm telling you all this to protect you, not because I'm creepy. Well, Ezra's warning one ticking time bomb about mm-hmm. another ticking time bomb. Just a lot of, like, a lot of the characters have to stutter. Like, that's how, like, emotional. There's a lot of study, stuttering in this episode. I, I wrote uh, it all down. And so Arya says that she can't believe this, that Ezra thinks Spencer's Well, she says, I, I can't believe this. Yeah. Sorry. He's like, I don't think it. I know it. Look, I wasn't going to show you this. He looks around, makes sure there's no one there. He pulls oh, out Spencer's file from his man bag, gives it to Arya. And then he says, I guess I'm willing to break the rules if it means helping Spencer. Or myself. This one of those two. Selfless a file. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Arya starts flipping through Spencer's file, and Ezra's like, Arya, I'm not trying to be the bad guy here. Like, mm. Why Arya's... did you say that unprompted, Ezra? Yeah, Arya sees Maybe because you the are file. the bad guy? Yeah. She sees something in the file, and then she looks up at Ezra. We then cut from that to a motorcycle helmet resting in the lap of one Toby fucking Kavanaugh. The framing here, like, is this like some weird, like, headless horseman illusion? He keeps carrying around that helmet at his waist. I, I feel like Toby's like, I don't even know why I bring this helmet anymore. I can't fit it on my head anymore. Not with this yeah. fucking greasy mop of hair. The huge hair. And he spots Spencer walking out of the school. Uh, she's wearing Hannah's orange pants and that, that one Hannah top she's wearing from back happy when Ashley. Ashley was in jail. The happy Ashley one with it's, all the desserts on it. It's from FaceTime earlier in season four. Yeah. Doesn't look quite as happy on Spencer, even though she's trying to force a smile. Well, she walks over to Toby. They say, hey. Can we talk about the biggest, goofiest grin that Toby has on his face? Toby is playing this episode very weird. Like, he's really overdoing it on, like, the sweetness, or at least what he, he thinks is sweetness. Yeah. Uh, Overcompensating. That's what they call it. Yeah. Spencer explains that these are Hannah's clothes. Long story. And he says, you want to tell me about it while we go for a ride? Ew. Which is, like, on your motorcycle? Ew, no. She's like, the janitor's closet's full, buddy. I feel like Spencer wouldn't allow Toby to ride a motorcycle. Like, can I just can I propose fan fiction where Toby just walks the motorcycle mm-hmm. through the streets of Rosalind? Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, those things are way too dangerous. You don't smoke and you don't ride motorcycles. Fuck that. Um, so she says she would love to, but she has this quiz right after lunch on the French succession of popes. And right now, all she knows about them is they wear pony hats, which, lol. Now, Toby says that he brought her some food. She just kind of stares off, stares at him. He stares back. They have a stare off. Well, he's just making these, like, sad Toby faces constantly. And, and Spencer's, it's like she's trying to figure out, like, what what is going on. And Toby says, are you still mad at me for taking the money? And Spencer says, no, no, I was never mad at you. And he's, like, disappointed. She's like, yeah, totally. She's like, yeah, maybe a little. And he says, and then just total asshole. He's like, well, I don't think my mom would have been disappointed. He's like, fuck off, Toby. I don't care what your dead mom thinks. His mom would have wanted him to live his life, maybe get some plastic surgery, find a way to make it full, share it with the people he loves. Well, she should just be like, is this what it's going to be now? Where, like, every time we have a disagreement, you're just like, my mom would have wanted this? Oh, well, Toby always takes the shitty way out. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, like, shuts down and starts crying. And for some reason, Spencer falls for it. Um, so he asks, you know, if Spencer wants to start his full life oh, this, money. This is after saying that uh, his mom would have wanted him to live his life and find a way to make make it full and share it with the people he loves. Yeah, share start by sharing a sandwich. Sad she says, bastard. That sounds good. They hug. She clings on to him in his large, greasy hair. Um, so, the courtyard there. Uh, Hannah and Emily are at the table. Hannah is just eyeing Emily's string cheese. And Hannah says, are you going to eat that? And Emily's like, yeah. I told you that like five seconds ago. So, Hannah makes a face. And finally, Emily's well, she's like, just like sending out sad Hannah vibes right now. So, yeah. Emily's finally like, just take it. God. Yeah. Um, so Hannah takes the string cheese and she tears it open. And Hannah says, sorry, I just get extra hungry when I'm nervous. And Emily's like, well, I thought it was sad. And Hannah's like, I get sad when I'm nervous. These two are so fun together. Yeah. And she says, look, I've been avoiding Arya all day. And Emily says, like, I haven't. I just finished my Spanish homework in a toilet stall. That is pretty sad and gross. That, yeah. Ew. Uh, and Hannah says, are you sure this is a good idea? I mean, what if we tell Arya that Ezra's A and then she hates us? She will. Yeah. Uh, Emily says, what choice do we have except to prepare for things to get ugly? Zen. And then Arya walks up and sits down with her tray and she's like, finally, is there some cellular dead zone I don't know about in this school? Mm. And Emily and Hannah are just like getting nervous. And Hannah's like, what do you mean? And Arya says, I texted you both like five times. And they like can't even make eye contact. 
All right, let's it drop. She's like, whatever. Where's Spencer? Well, like, Emily just, there's a, like, you know, I talk about Emily's, like, ability to have amazing reactions to people. It's like her and Keegan Allen go to the, uh, the hand acting or the reaction mm-hmm. bank, and sometimes they run short. So it's like, Emily's just like, I'm just going to stare today. Mm-hmm. It's just staring. And Emily's like, oh, I haven't seen Spencer. And Arya says, okay, well, we need to find her and talk to her right now. And Emily's like, what about? And Arya says, right. I think we all know that Spencer's been a little extra intense lately. And I just chalked it up to stress. But she's not distressed. She's strung out. You guys, Spencer has a serious problem, all right? And this isn't the first time that this has happened. But I love how she kind of, like, before she said that, she, like, leaned in, like, a mm-hmm. little bit conspiratorially. And then she, she pulls out that file. This, like, school private file that Ezra's now handed to her in a hallway. And she's now flashing around at the lunch table. I guess yeah. they're not worried about Hackett wandering around. Yeah. Yeah, deep throat. Hackett's just to... like, hey, why do you girls have that? And they're like, have what? Soink. Yeah, yeah, deep throat handed it to Rosebud there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Arya then gives, you know, Arya says two years ago. <laughs> Does that make enough... Ezra deep throat? Yes. <laughs> two years ago, it was a big enough issue that her parents had to ask school for help. So Arya gives the file to Emily, who opens up, looks at it. Then she sees something and stares back at Arya, just like Arya did to Ezra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're at the lunch table outside in front of the school. Spencer's eating with Toby. Well, she's not really eating. She's just like pushing her salad around with a fork. And Toby's watching her. Yeah. And Toby's like, is that okay? And Spencer says she's just really tired. Toby's like, this is like, he's trying to be like super sensitive boyfriend. He's like, why don't you come over tonight? I'll get us takeout from Bacali's, rent a movie. Maybe even throw a massage in there if you're good and finish your lasagna. Yeah. And she's like, ew. Have we even heard of Bacali's? I don't think so. And Spencer says, that sounds amazing. I just, I can't tonight. And he's like, then tomorrow, we need some time together. Ugh. Spencer says she knows, the bell rings. She starts to get up and pack her lunch. And Toby says, that's okay, I got that. And so Spencer thanks him. Uh, she gives him a hug. He like smells her hair. and he's He like, smells her hair intensely. I'd almost forgotten what your smell. And it's like, when's the last time Spencer showered though? But yeah, well, on top of it, it's like she's probably doesn't smell the greatest right now. And Toby's probably like, can I have a pair of your underwear to keep? <laughs> um. So also I like Toby, out. I've had him on for a few days. He's like, all the better. <laughs> I love it. The flavor's really been packed in. Um, oh, he didn't let her study for her big quiz, did he? No, he did not. His giant ass hair is just distracting her the whole time. Also, she's like, guys, we have to tell Ari immediately. But Toby's well, I'm just here, like, so. just looking at his hair here as I like scrub through this, like it doesn't move. It's like this huge, like bouffant. But like when he moves around, like it doesn't blow in the wind. It's just this massive shell of hair. Pompadour helmet. Yeah. Well, Toby's hair looks like Spencer probably smells right now. Uh huh. Just to say, not good. Yeah. <laughs> so she walks off, and now it's Toby's turn to just like stare after her, concerned, like, oh no. Yeah. So we cut to Aria. Later, night, Spencer's kitchen. She's this is the, psyching herself out to destroy something beautiful. This is the bout to knock the other bitch out. Uh, Arya's like sitting at the island looking nervous. She looks over at Hannah and Emily, who also look nervous. They're all sitting there, like rubbing their hands together. <laughs> we hear Spencer at the fridge. She's just like, oh, so, so two diets and a regular, right? She comes back to the island with the, the sodas for the other liars. This is going to be an ambush, folks. There's going to be some power plays here. This is one of my favorite Troyan scenes that she's done she is so good in this scene like when i first watched this scene when it was done i think i was just like wanted to like stand up and clap like this is a fantastic scene it's like a double intervention and it is a total shit show well anytime you have a scene where a character thinks that they're about to pull a fast one on somebody and they get the fast <laughs> one pulled on them 
it's it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, so she sees the other three are just like sitting in this awkward silence, like not really making eye contact. And Spencer's like, oh my god, you guys did it already, didn't you? Ari's like, did what? She looks over at Hannah and Emily, and Hannah's like, nothing. And Emily says, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about something else. And Spencer's face is like, what the hell is going on? Like, what am I missing here? Yeah. Ari's like, Spence, we're concerned. And Spencer says, yeah, I know. We're concerned. And Emily's like, no, we're worried about you. Spencer's like, me? Why? And Hannah just finally drops it. She says, are you a speed freak? Tackle as fuck. Mm-hmm. She always cuts to the chase. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, what? And all the other liars like, yell, Hannah. And Hannah says, Spencer, have you been taking pills to stay awake? And Spencer's like, where is this coming from? What what the hell is happening right now? And Emily's like, we care about you. And Ari says, yeah, we do. And that's that's, that's why we're here. Spencer's face now is just like full what the fuck. She's oh, like glancing around huge. like like in growing horror. Like this is not how it was supposed to go. And Ari says, right, this is kind of like an intervention. Spencer goes, yeah, I know. Yours. Oh, I love that line. Yeah. And um, Hannah yeah, tells her to stop, that they know this has been a problem for her before. And Spencer says she doesn't know what they're talking about. Ari reaches in her bag and like hands, hands Spencer her file. And Spencer's, Spencer's like, eyes get so wide. Well, she's like, where did you get this? And Arya's like, Ezra, he's worried about you. And then 15 different emotions are put into a blender, and then they all land onto the face of Troy and Belisario as she says, you're kidding me, right? Well, she gets the most amazing, like, predatory, like, toothy, insane smile on her well, face. Like, she, she literally can't believe this shit. So I freeze-framed that. And honestly... If they ever wanted to go in like a female Joker angle mm-hmm. in the Batman movies, oh, yeah. Troyan could hit this shit out of the park. Her smile is so feral and like insane. She, it's just like, you're kidding me. Um, <laughs> and so she th- looks at the other two. She's like, and you two didn't tell her? Mm-hmm. And she turns back to Arya and says, he's A, Arya. Ezra's board shorts. He tried to kill Allie and he's been torturing us ever since. Now Arya's, it's her turn to be confused. Spencer's like, her hair is on fire. Mm-hmm. And then we ask, can we please stick to the subject of Spencer right now? This betrayal is so perfect, so crushing. Mm-hmm. Spencer's like, how can you not see what's happening right now? He's trying to undermine me. He's being, he's, he's being A. <laughs> and so Spencer, and yeah. Spencer, like Hannah and Emily, like they're just, they just look so sad. They're just like, ah. Like oh, sad Spencer. and disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of people looking disappointed at Spencer in this episode. So Arya's like, well, this Spencer, Spencer says, please tell me you see what's happening here. Arya says, Ezra said he found you passed out in school day, that you were barefoot, that you were in pajamas, he didn't even know who you were. And Arya's like, Spencer, is, is that, is that true or is that not true? And Spencer like buries her face in her hand. Well, and Hannah, Hannah's like, Spencer, talk. And Spencer says, she's, you know, tears are welling in her eyes. She says, yes, okay, I, I slept walked. And Hannah's like, to school? Spencer says, yes, and, and, and I've taken a couple of pills a few times, and it's not great, I know, but it's not that big of a deal. And Ezra's just trying to make it into a bigger deal than it is because he's trying to get the focus off himself because he's freaking A. And just like blank stare from Arya. She says, oh my god, this is brilliant. Well, Arya does not like her endgame OTP being questioned. She's a little yeah. sad. She's like, all right. I know you're feeling cornered. And Spencer yells, God, Arya, will you wake up? This is exactly the kind of deer in headlights behavior that almost got you shot in the back of, in the back of a nightclub. Oh, and Spencer, you done fucked. the burn down for Arya's behavior in a film noir hallucination. Arya's just like stunned face. Hannah's like, what nightclub? And Spencer realizes like, 
shit. She's like, I mean, I'm okay. I'm confused, but the point is, that I'm not crazy. Okay, you just don't see. How can you guys not see what's happening? And like, she's just like hoarse and rod and like sobbing well, now. Emily just has this huge disapproval on her face. Arya like looks at the others like, well, I told you guys, this bitch is a broken cuckoo clock. Spencer's but- just like, I can't deal with this right now. Well, so she grabs her purse, and in a sloppy mood, indicative of her breakdown and lack of control, everything in her purse falls out on the counter, including... Yeah, grabs her from the wrong side. ...a prescription pad for one Dr. Ren Kingston. And, of course, Arya grabs it immediately, almost like she knew it was going to be there. Yeah. And she says, Ren? And Hannah's like, he's your hookup? And Emily says, or did you just swipe the pad? And Spencer, like, her, she's, like, complete shock now. She's like, it is not mine. I've never seen that before. And, of course, no one believes her now. It's it's seen such a tragedy for Spencer. She had finally lined up all her ducks only to have her legs cut off underneath her. Yeah, the tables were definitely turned. Um, We can mix our metaphors even more. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Hannah and Emily, they look like sad and disapproving. Arya looks disapproving and angry. Um, Well, and if if we're going to delve into the theory here where Arya and Spencer are the only real characters, Mm -hmm. then their, their alter egos are like both like shaming Spencer right now, but like trying to act as the facilitators while these two fight. It's a hell of an interesting conversation that this is, uh, you know, Tyler Durden and Ed Norton here. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, at the Aperos Grill, my, Mr. Mike Montgomery and Mona oh, are on man. a date. Oh, Mike. And, and he's like, I bet you were a cute baby. And Mona's just like, oh, you. She says, no, not really. She had to start wearing corrective lenses when she was still teething. And he's like, that sounds adorable. Well, and she's like, she's reached her hand across the table and he's just like holding her hand in both of his. Kind of an awkward they're, gesture. Yeah, and they're just like dorky teenagers. Uh, for a minute, you know, this show just like turns into like the Mindy Project, but weirder. Uh, they're on a date, you know, with their drinks in mason jars. Mike's holding her hand. Mona can't believe Mona can't believe that she admitted <laughs> with that. With their drinks and mason jars. Um, and Mona's just like, I can't believe I admitted that. I must really like you. And Mike is like, like I was kind of hoping you'd say that other word. The one that rhymes with glove, which is like too soon, Mikey. Pretty smooth there, Mikey. Yeah, way too soon. What is this, like the second date or something? Put on the brakes. Uh, She's like, love? (laughs) He kind of walks it back there a little bit. He's like, I didn't mean to go there. I think the candlelight's getting me. I'm just wondering, like, is that his player move? Like, I don't know. But like, no kind of like take him aside and be like, listen, you tease that you want to fall in love and you walk it back. You walk it back. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, wear this pink shirt. Trust me. Throw it up. But Mona, like, Mona, she's like, has like this little moment of like flesh infatuation. Like, she's, she's enjoying this. Uh, it's almost like she's, she's so adrenalized and hyper real that the naivete of a a teenage boy is charming to her, you know? Is this how the humans do it? So, Mm -hmm. uh, she kind of smiles. She moves some hair across her face and then looks over because just then, unfortunately, Ezra has walked in and they make eye contact. Ezra makes the creepiest eye contact. There's no well, just like, movement. like full of intent. Well, there's no physical movement right now in this half season that Ezra can't do that's creepy. Like, just mm-hmm. imagine him sque- squeezing out a poop face over the course of season four. Yeah. Ezra just keeps staring at Mona. Uh, Mike is asking if Mona wants to split the steak and fries or is she more into the chicken? She's not listening. She's just staring at Ezra. So she says the steak. Steak sounds great. Kind of forces a smile and then says, hey, I'll be right back. I just have to talk to Mr. Fitz about a reading assignment. Well, Mike's got to be thinking, like, Jesus, not this again. I've seen Mike's got to be thinking, before. like, man, like, fucking everyone in this town, they've all got to go talk to Fitz about reading assignments. That guy must give out a shitload of reading assignments. Either that, or if he's if he's smarter, he's thinking, how is Fitz getting all this ass? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so like, Mona- great, Fitz is fucking my girlfriend. Great. <laughs> so Mona Fuck gets it. up, she, she walks over to Ezra. And goes steal some pottery. 
Yeah. She asks what he's doing there. Uh, with a creepy boyish smile, he says he's here for food. Getting something to eat. Ha <laughs> ha, fake smile. That something is you, Mona. Yeah. Uh, she says that she can't help him anymore. It's gotten too complicated. Talking through his teeth, Ezra says, it's always been complicated, Mona. It's a little too late to back out, especially now when I need your help. And you can see where Ezra just makes her skin crawl. Like, she just wants, like, uh-huh. band waltz all over his ass, but can't. Um, and then a waiter says, Ezra, and Ezra's like, that's me. And he takes his order uh, and from the waiter, and he says, thank you. And then he turns to Mona and says, enjoy your dinner. And he leaves, and Mona just looks very unhappy with how this all went down. Yeah. Uh, so we got the Hannah's Kitchen, where Butta Benzo is digging down on a pizza. Hannah asks Emily has heard from Ari, and Emily says, yeah, that Ari said she was going to stay in tonight. Hannah asks if Emily believes her. Emily's like, why? You think she's going to go see Ezra? And Hannah's like, well, Spencer may have had an addiction, but so does Aria. Preach it, Hannah. Uh, she's like, love is a drug, too. Who says that Ezra doesn't put Ari into, what do you call it? Emily's like, altered state. And Hannah says, you know, that Arya's kept her habit a secret, too. A classic druggy move. Mm-hmm. Ezra is her drug. Yeah. In a janitor's closet. Hannah goes to get some sodas from the fridge, which is always a telltale sign that she's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Emily says, so what are you saying? You still think Ezra is A? And Hannah says, there's too much evidence against him. We found the Book of Revelations in his desk. And then Emily points out, yeah, but what if that was a plant from the real A trying to make Fitz look guilty? A does that. And then we hear a knock at the patio door, and Spencer opens it and peeks in. She looks pretty rough still. So meek. Yeah. Hannah and Emily just both put on, like, faces of stern disapproval. Well, they're really good at forming the wall, mm-hmm. edging somebody out. And Spencer says, can I come in, please? So neither of them really answer, so she just shuts the door and walks in. She looks very pale. She pulls out a baggie of pills from her back pocket and sets them on the kitchen island. Uh, it seems somehow she's gotten her hands on, like, ten more of these study aid pills. Yeah. I guess from, uh, like calling the doctor. I'm just gonna guess on that. Possibly. Uh, and Spencer says, it's all of them. I don't need them anymore. Hannah checks it out. She looks a little unconvinced. She's like, are you sure? And Spencer says, yeah, look, I know my credibility with you guys got decimated today, but Ezra's A. I'm sure of it. And Emily's like, maybe you are, but we're not. Spencer knows this. All she's asking for is a chance to prove it. So she pulls out the diary and like the camera like zooms in on the diary and there's even like this like zoom noise like mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. And then we like crossfade to the three of them all huddled around the journal reading. Well, we zoom in on the diary and then zoom out of the diary when they're now yeah. like are on the other side of the island, the three of them together looking at the diary. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and Spencer talks about how she's been studying all the changes. She thinks A is trying to cover up the place where he used to meet Allie. And Hannah's like the heart and the huntsman. Spencer says, no, somewhere else, a place where they can meet and not be seen. She points something out, and Emily reads it, still thinking of Ambrose Pearson. And Spencer says, right, but that's not what it used to say. It originally said, still thinking of Ambrose Pavilion. A changed it so it would sound more like a person's name, so instead of looking for a location, we'd be searching for a guy. And Hannah says, yeah, some weirdo named Ambrose. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, right, so Ambrose Pavilion is in Norristown Zoo. Is that real place? I have no idea. Um, so Emily asks how that proves that Ezra's A. And Ezra says, well, it doesn't. But A already knows that Allison's alive. And A already knows that Allison never got the money in the coffee bag that she needs from Shauna. So she says, so all we need to do is convince him that Allie's going to meet us at Amber's Pavilion to get it. And Emily's like, and you think the person showing up will be Ezra. Spencer face. Oh, she just shrugs. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm just throwing shit against the wall now, Emily. 
So over to Hastings' house, Veronica Hastings is in like some workout gear on the phone. Well, she's back from out of town being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's talking on the phone to her friend, like discussing dinner plans. We see Spencer descend the stairs behind well, them. She, she's in her like tennis gear. She can do dinner if it's on the early side. Yeah. And then she says, okay, great. I'll be leaving the f- five minutes. You know, she hangs up. Spencer wanders over to the kitchen and she's getting her tennis bag. Veronica is and she sees Spencer and she's like, have you been in your room all day? Spencer says, yeah, it started out as a nap. And Spencer's like struggling to open this big bottle of aspirin. And Veronica says, well, I'm, I'm leaving to play round robin with Trisha and Joan. Wish me luck. Who are Trisha and Joan? Club. Club yeah, ladies. Club ladies. Uh, so Spencer wishes her luck and Veronica says, are you still going to join us at the club for dinner? Spencer's like, oh, I totally spaced. Toby really wants me for dinner at his place tonight. And Veronica says, okay, fine, but at least come up with a better excuse for me to give next time. So I'm sure Veronica doesn't want to have to mention to her, like her lady friends at the club that her daughter can't come tonight because she's off fucking some teen contractor. Yeah. Um, so they make their goodbyes. Veronica leaves. Spencer's still falling with that bottle of aspirin. Uh, like well, she just like a- gives up on it after a while. Childproof cap defeated her. Like, if you take all the hangovers in the world and made that into a drug, Spencer looks like she's had a hangover from that. Mm-hmm. She gets a text from Emily that says, we're still doing this tonight, right? Uh, her text interface, by the way, is back to the one that it usually is. She then calls Toby. We actually hear that she gets his voicemail. So we actually know he's leaving a voicemail. She says, hi, it's me. Change of plans. My mom is forcing me to go to this dinner at her country club, Cronies. I might be able to make it by after, but it's going to have to be on the later side. Oh, you didn't let me le- read Toby's voicemail message, which oh, is... Oh, I'm sorry, please. Hey, it's Toby. Leave message. I feel like he needs to have more of, like, a weird vanity, you know? Like an Archer message? Yeah. Can you, can you do one with Toby? <laughs> no, I can't. I just watched an Archer episode, but I don't I don't think I can do that. Hey, it's Toby. <laughs> Boom! You, fake voicemail! You know what this is. Um, So we cut to Ezra's kitchenette, where Ezra's drying dishes as Arya talks. Is this, is it even starting here where she's wearing, I believe, a Grateful Dead t-shirt with a skull on it? That appears to be, it's like a concert t-shirt. It has like a date on it. It says like Los Angeles Coliseum. Well, like, I want like. It's like sleeveless too. When she walks out of the house, I want Byron to be like, do you even know who the Grateful Dead are? I want Byron to be like, what the fuck did you do to my Grateful Dead shirt? They used to have sleeves, you bitch. (laughs) Yeah. I had some magic brownies at that Grateful Dead concert, and then your mom and I... Oh, I can't finish that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Arya says she was just so desperate. At first, she completely denied it, and then she flew off the handle. And Ezra says, well, when I was getting my teaching certificate, they had us practice confrontations. That could be really difficult. People become really defensive. It's like, hey, Ezra, while you're at your like teaching certificate training, did they discuss the rules of fraternization of minors there? Did that ever nope. come up? Nope. He's like, oddly enough, they didn't. You wouldn't believe how easy it is to be a teacher in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Arya's like, defensive? No. She slipped past offensive and went straight to offense. She attacked me. She attacked Emily Hannah. She even went as far... Mm, Cuts herself off. And Ezra's staring right at her, like, very interested. He's like, she went as far as to say what? And Arya's like, she's just... She's out of control right now. Ezra, he's contemplating this. But then he, like, tries to reflect, like, a paternal tone. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I think it's time to tell Spencer's parents what's going on. And Arya rolls her eyes about 20 times and just sighs. And she's like, God, no, I, I don't want to have to do that. And Ezra says, if you don't, I'll have to. And it becomes a much bigger deal if a teacher gets involved. He's like, call that bluff, Arya. There's no fucking way Ezra would ever, like, ruffle any feathers there. Yeah, yeah. 
And Arya's like, can't we just let her figure this out on her own? He still draw a lot of water in this town. <laughs> Arya's just like, shit, sure, she's a junkie, but let's let her figure it out. That's honestly better for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Ezra says, Arya, Spencer doesn't remember driving to school. She could have killed someone. And Arya's like, I know, I know that, but she's a really strong person, and I promise you, she will get herself out of this. So Arya has full confidence in the power of Spencer Hastings. Well, so, yeah, uh, he's, she's like, at what cost? Do you remember what end? And she's like, yeah, but she thought that she found Toby dead in the woods. Throughout the scene, she keeps, like, moving around in this really interesting way. Like, she's going from where she's leaning against the counter to, like, mm-hmm. in front of the island. I think she's, like fiddling with the food there but like not really doing anything with it then going back to leaning against the counter as she gets like like riled up oh it's like she has to keep stepping away from ezra to like get distance between her as she talks him yeah yeah she gets tough there and ezra's like well that's exactly my point seeing a motorcycle helmet and a tattoo is enough to unravel her completely aria blank face ezra stare aria submission face aria you're right she goes back to throw the salad when she realizes something. She turns back to well, Ezra. Well, she's, she's going to go throw the salad in the trash when, like, she's facing away from Ezra. And then it's just like the shisher awakens. Yeah. Ezra just fucked up. Yeah. And she says, hey. And she's kind of like, like, glanting at him, shifty eyes. She says, hey, how did you know about that? The tattoo part. Ezra's a gulp. He's like, what do you mean? As he shits his pants. And Ari's like, I, I mean, how did you know that Spencer only saw the helmet and the tattoo? I just don't think that was included in any of the reports or anything and Ezra's like i think you must have told me or he's like yeah i probably did and he tries to smile and go back to his dishes but now aria like turns and looks away like you can just see her stomach right now is free falling into an abyss she's like mm-hmm. oh shit <laughs> yeah we see ezra in the background they push on aria's face and she starts to wake up from her hypnosis um just well, so remembers the stoned. The rule of Spencer is that Spencer is always wrong, but then she's eventually right. Well, they've done an interesting thing in this half season, too, where these shots of one of them in the foreground and the mm-hmm. other in the background as they have these moments where they're lying or like discovering each other's lies. Um, so we got to the outside the ruined of Brutes later. Ezra's sitting at a table, grain papers or something. Emily's working. She comes out with like a coffee pot in one hand uh, and a tray for like busing tables in the other. And she asks Ezra if she can top him off. He says he's good, thanks. And then she turns around, and, like drops the tray, and a whole bunch of plates break and French on, fries like, the, are in front of the other table, yeah, like on the sidewalk there. Ezra, like, he starts to get up to help, but she waves him back, let him know she's got it. Interesting that he does immediately get up to help. I mean, he may be a huge scumbag, but he's a conscientious one. He's like, I have manners. I am, you know, from the landed gentry. Yeah, and so then, of course, Emily's phone rings in the middle of all this chaos that's happened, and. So she has to answer the phone while she's picking up these broken dishes. And she says, hey, yeah, I can't talk right now. Can I call you back? And behind her, Ezra's kind of like, like Emily glances at him, looks back. Ezra's, it's like he's just writing his notes down, but he he keeps looking up like he's paying attention. If there's one thing Ezra loves doing, it's eavesdropping on a young Mm -hmm. girl. Oh, yeah. And Emily says, seriously, now is not a good time. No, I know. I just, I don't know if I can do it. We don't even know if Allie's actually going to show up. And then Ezra looks up from his table again. He's very curious. And then we go across the street to a car where Hannah and Spencer are in the car watching all this. Mm. And uh, they're on. They've got Emily on speakerphone. Uh, Spencer's holding Hannah's phone so they can yeah. talk on it. Spencer says, nice. I think he's listening. And Hannah says, oh, he's definitely listening. As you said on Twitter, True Detective Season 3. Mm-hmm. Spencer says, okay, now just say something like, 
I know she needs some money, but it's too dangerous. And so Emily says, I know she needs some money, but it's too dangerous. And there's this great shot where like Spencer's on the phone and then Hannah like pulls out some giant binoculars to watch this. Yes. And then Hannah, like she watches the Emily pick up the dishes and then she leans over into Spencer and she says, tell her to get closer to the smushed fries. And they both look at each other and Hannah says, just in case you can't hear. Spencer ignores this and says, just mention location. We're golden. And Emily says, yeah, I heard you. Ambrose Pavilion. Closing. I gotta go. And behind her, Ezra, he does the thing where he's writing something down, like, underneath the top page of his notepad. Yeah, yeah, he, like, lifts up the corner of the page to write something on the page underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emily and just gathers her dishes and walks off, like, clanking the whole time. And Ezra watches her go, as is the way this, mm-hmm. this episode Menacingly, yeah. Yeah, so Spencer's Kitchen later. She's at the island, getting up with her coat and her purse, and she looks pretty gross. Like a wave of nausea or something washes over. She has to sit back down. She pulls out her phone. Well, it's like it's like she looks like maybe lightheaded, a little sickly. Yeah. Bad time for withdrawals. So she calls her doctor's office's voicemail, pretends to be Veronica, wanting to get the prescription filled today on behalf of her daughter, Spencer Hastings. She's about to leave a callback number when she says, uh, you know what, I'll just try to call you back later. She looks so out of it. Just as she hangs up, her phone rings. She answers it. Andrew, hi. Uh, it's just like the worst time to get withdrawals. Like, and it's just like a classic kind of move where it's like it, she's ready to to kick it, but she she needs to keep going, not for the the effect the drug gives her as much as like to avoid the withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I like hate... she can't she can't afford to be like totally out of it right now. Yeah, I hate when like, you're about to pounce on your cyber bully and uh, you know your drug withdrawals kick in. Mm-hmm. So uh, meanwhile, outside Ezra's fuck cabin. Ari has driven up there. She gets out of the car. She it's daytime right now. Ari is apparently like parked around the corner next to a ski lift. Yeah, she or a sign that. that Bet you didn't know there was a ski lift right next to Ezra's fuck cabin. Yeah, she looks determined. She makes her way through some brush. Approaches. Did you happen to notice what she's wearing right now? Uh. I mean, she's got like kind of like burgundy jeans and like I don't knee high boots, but then she has a black jacket on that like. It's like a crest on it. It it has like military rank on it. I don't know what is this that. Is. What it is? I thought yeah. it was like a like a like a private school type crest. No, no, no. There's like, it's like a star with like stripes off both ends. That's like uh, it's like a spec five or something. I don't know. But like stole it out of like Emily's closet, like it was left over from Wayne Fields. Yeah, I don't even know. But it, like it, it's on like a a pinstripe blazer. It's I had no idea what's happening here. Very like strange. Say, morning troops. Um, morning yeah. troops. And then possibly like a scarf or like earrings that are scarves. <laughs> Even her earrings have scarves. And and like a some sort of gold medallion and like a like handcuff key hanging around her neck. This is all so Arya. Um, mm-hmm. so she walks with the brush, approaches the fuck cabin slowly. We see now that there's a security box on the door to the fuck cabin. Uh, her first like try at the password. Big color LED display it seems wasteful. Her first try at the password, Ezra, is unsuccessful. Because that's what she assumes, that Ezra's password will be his own first name. <laughs> she narrows her eyes. She would not be beaten by this. Her next try is Shakespeare, then Sonnet, then Faulkner, then Wordsworth. I mean, should the alarm company have been notified after <laughs> so many incorrect attempts? Then Dickinson. Dickinson. Yeah. Then B-26. And finally, alone. yeah, finally she tries B-26. You know why? Because it's a song. It's a girl. Uh, it's that's a number. Yeah. It's uh, a password. Yeah, Arya seems pleased, but it's like cold comfort. Well, it's like she smiles, like in spite of everything. This this still pleases Arya. Um, so like, in the Hastings hey, hey, hey. kitchen, I'm so important. 
Yeah, Veronica comes through the double doors, dressed and ready for dinner. Her phone rings. It's somebody calling from Dr. Oh, Drake's office. She's got like a black cocktail dress and like this big kind of violet and burgundy shawl on. Yeah. She's, she's ready to go hit the town with the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and night. basically what happens here, she gets a call from the doctor's office and they're just like, hey, uh, we'd really be more comfortable if you came in and talked to the doctor before we re-up that prescription. She's like, what are you talking about? I haven't talked to that doctor in years. And they're like, oh, you called several times. I have it right here. And Veronica's like, is that right? And her face is just like, God damn it, Spencer. Veronica face, yeah. And so she's like, well, thanks. I'll, I'll call you back. So she hangs up and it's like, there goes her evening. Yeah, yeah. Then we see a sign for the Norristown Zoo. There's a gorilla on it. We hear an elephant. Uh, Hannah and Emily walk under that big sign. Uh, Emily gives the attendant their tickets and, them, and he gives them a map. Emily informs us that we have less than an hour before closing. According to the, the time stamp here, it's going to be weird with all the different storylines. But mm-hmm. uh, according to the map, Anbrus Pavilion should be right there where they are. Oh, right there it is. Emily moves forward, but Hannah lingers. She says that just looking at that sign alone gives her the heebie-jeebies. And then we see the sign that it's Ambrose Reptile Pavilion. Hannah, not a fan of the reptiles. Who is? And Emily says, you'll be fine, okay? They're all behind glass. And she rolls her eyes and comes over and, like, locks arms with Hannah and leads her on. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to start up the action here. I don't want to start up the angry debate again, but I think we all know which of the PLLs speaks parcel tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, so Arya lets herself into Ezra's pot cabin, meanwhile. Um, she starts looking around. Arya's looking for clues. She checks the couch cushions first. Because, well, as she enters sure. the fuck cabin, she sets her keys on the cabinet, like, right next to the door. That will be important. That will also be a mistake. Oh, yeah. Well, she's checked, checked, like, the couch cushions. It's like, she doesn't really know what she's doing. She's just, like, it, it. I feel like when when she gets here, she's maybe just trying to, like, satisfy her own nine curiosity. She wants to, like, she wants to shut that down. Well, you know that Arya's feeling off because mm-hmm. normally she would go to the bedroom first. Yeah. Um, but she's going to, like, do her due diligence. Couch cushions, bedroom. Oh, hey, what's this latch to a basement here? But also, this place looks even creepier in the daylight. Well... That's, this is what I found interesting. I wrote that note in my notes too. Like, suddenly this whole cabin feels very ominous and creepy. And part of it's probably the music, but there's something about, like, suddenly we were just looking at everything in a different light now. And well, Arya like, is too. She's, you know, kind of trying to think, like, what exactly is this place? It's not warm and golden and lit by candles. It's mm-hmm. like this, like, natural light, looks like ghost light. It's just it's creepy as fuck. Um, might as well be like cobwebs everywhere. So she sees the handle for the trapdoor. She gets down and starts opening that up. Then we see that. Arya's heading down the steps to Ezra's surveillance dungeon, but the computers and the stuff from the Ravenswood apartment are all gone. Yeah, she looks across the room and everything's gone. There's just like a random plastic chair. It's like that she can still sense something is wrong, because by God, she's going to prove that Nick Dunn killed his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and it's like Ezra, he was smart. He cleaned it out ahead of time. He, He knew the heat was coming around the corner. Yeah. So at the Reptile Pavilion, Hannah and Emily are heading through the Reptile Room. We hear the announcer tell us that, you know, reptiles first appeared 340 million years ago. Hannah and Emily stop. Carboniferous period. Stop and look at this play, and they are standing behind some curly-haired kids. Unless I'm terribly mistaken, I believe that these are are I, Marlene King's children. Possibly. It wouldn't Uh, surprise me. Because we really prominently show these kids, too. And it's here that Hannah says that only Allison would want to make out in front of a bunch of reptiles. (laughs) so hot i think we all know what uh what harry potter uh what, what do they call them the uh houses houses yeah what what harry potter house allison de Laurentiis belongs to yeah allison also speaks parcel tongue yeah 
Emily just kind of smirks at this and says, come on. So they walk on. Emily's got that big coffee bag full of cash in her hand because that's how you carry money on the show is like in food containers. Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, can you just toss that thing so we can get out of here? Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, no, we have to wait for Spencer to get in position. And Hannah's wondering where she is. They look around. They don't see her. Emily checks her phone and says, I don't know. She should have been here by now. And then Hannah's looking over at this like seemingly empty cage full of just like leaves and like log and stuff. She says, what a jip. There's nothing in this one but a log covered in goo. And then something moves within the cage and like kicks up a bunch of leaves and Hannah poops her pants. She's like, oh my god. She grabs Emily and like they run away. Well, it's such a, a silly but wonderful like just Hannah moment. Total Hannah moment, yeah. Uh, so meanwhile in the fuck cabin, Argus comes back up from the trapdoor of former surveillance basement. She replaces the carpet and everything. I love it. They, it's a nice way of showing that like instead the one set is nowhere near this set. <laughs> um, she replaces the carpet and everything, heads back into the living room area. She's probably about to leave when she looks down on the coffee table and sees a copy of The Carnivore's Delight, a book on the coffee table, LOL. The, the Definitive Guide to Grilling. And it's she like, surely Arya the Vegan would never even touch a book like this, would she? Oh, but unfortunately, Ezra, she does. She yeah. picks it up and opens it. And inside, this is not a recipe book because uh, holes have been cut in all the pages to hide. You know, there's like a little hole cut out to hide a manuscript. Which is full of red ink edits. And Arya pulls this out to read it. Or, you know, like, rising panic. And we hear Ezra in voiceover reading the first line of this. He says, The first line Allison ever told me about herself was a lie. Lying was her oxygen. She could do it while she was laughing. She could even do it while she was kissing you. Ugh. It's, I mean, two comments here. Number one, a semicolon in, like, your first paragraph. Like, really, Ezra? Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, if you happen to read the rest of the writing here, on the various like screen caps, it is terrible. This is such terrible writing. It's like seriously, you have an MFA in literature. <laughs> I I mean, this whole thing should be marked in red ink. Yeah, with, uh, with, uh, you know, try harder written on the front of it. On t- you know, on top of it should be not like needs more. Like see me after class. It should be like go see yourself like the suicide bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. So we push on on Arya's what the fuck face. There's an inferno coming. Best believe mm-hmm. that. Meanwhile, at the reptile room, we hear a woman on a loudspeaker say the zoo will be closing in five minutes. Hannah and Emily are getting nervous. Emily says that this is Spencer's plan, that she wouldn't have gone wrong. Across the way, we see someone enter. They have Spencer's body type, but they're slouching a little bit. They have, it looks like a stringy blonde wig on. It they're like, oh, It basically looks like Helena from Orphan Black. Yeah. Emily uh, drops the money in one of the displays. It just occurred to me that... Well, drops uh, the coffee bag. Yeah, yeah. It just occurred to me here that... Which I don't think the money is in there. That, that's my read on this. I would hope not. That would be... It would be really dumb if it was, because yeah. this is bait. But it just occurred to me, though, that it's Emily Hannah getting to do the money drop here, where it was Arya and Spencer back in season two. Um, mm. So back at the fuck cabin, Arya's just, like, sitting on the couch, reading the manuscript. Like, Outside, she's reading through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, she can hear a car, like, rolling up on the gravel. She goes over to the window and checks. Of course it's Ezra. Oh, shit. Uh, outside Ezra, he gets out of his car, he gets a text, so he checks his phone, and we see he's got a message from his security company says access is granted 6 15 p.m cameras unavailable and so bad news for Arya. His, uh, he, he his, knows someone is here his address is 611 tanglewood crest sure um yeah so she runs up she runs over grabs her purse she throws the manuscript in her bag and shuts the carnivore's book uh ezra comes inside a moment later and looks well around. she like rushes to the back of the cabin we don't really see where she goes and then ezra enters like moments later well he looks around the place appears to be empty but right there beside the door is Arya's car keys and well, he it's, just a, kinda... it's a nice bit where he like he looks 
and the camera pans across the whole cabin here as he looks over the whole place and it's like everything seems normal then like oh shit Arya, your keys are on the cabin he just noticed them well the best part of it is like the last place you would look would be at the spot right next to you mm-hmm. um he does that thing where like he's holding the ha- the keys in one hand just kind of bouncing them as he makes just like that little bitch face um so oh, and then says, he, he looks up and he spots that book on the table, the meat recipe book, and then he looks up beyond it and there's an open window in the back of the cabin and it's just like, oh, you done goofed. Yeah. So outside the fuck cabin, it's super dark now. It's Suddenly night. it's nighttime because the sun sets extremely quickly in Rosewood. Yeah. So Arya, Arya runs back to her car. She digs in her purse for her keys, but they're not there. Then she realizes she left them inside. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So she, I like that. Or she just like that realization of like, ah. Oh. Fuck. It's just, you really want there to be expletives in the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes off running through. Well, because the- we see that that ski lift uh, sign again next to her car, and it's like, I who knew there was a ski lodge next door? So Arya runs after this sign like through the woods. Yeah. Uh, the- she eventually, after stumbling through the woods, gets to another sign that says William Tell Lodge, mm-hmm. is what the ski lift is, and she just keeps on going through the woods. Yeah, uh, so yeah, she's run through the woods, lost and panicking. We hear Ezra calling out her name. Uh, it should be I, said that this whole sequence is really creepy. All these like, like you know, running through the wood shots. Well, they they do a good job with the fact that they probably had a single like woods set, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so like there's a lot of like you know, this part of the chase is just their feet or what have you. Um, it's also kind of funny that we hear Ezra calling out to her. It's it's somewhat similar situation. Uh, Arya found herself into in Spencer's hallucination last yeah, week. Yeah, last episode. Arya. Yeah, Arya. Arya, I know you're out there. Why are you hiding from me, Arya? And so they, they you know, continue to run. We, we see Ezra now. He's walking through the woods. He's on the trail. and Eventually, they both kind of stop. Uh, and Ezra looks around. He looks super creepy and like kind of like menacing. Uh, and we see Arya's hiding behind a tree. And she's covering her mouth. Ezra pulls out his phone. And he calls her. And then he's her like phone dummy. starts ringing. He's seen some movies. Yeah, and she hurriedly shuts off, you know, shuts it off, puts it on mute, and then Ezra takes off towards the noise, and Arya stays still. Ezra keeps getting closer and closer. Eventually, he's, like, right behind the tree she's hiding behind, uh, and he's like, Arya, Arya, why are you doing this? Just come out and talk to me. Arya has, like, both hands over her mouth. It's what? like, she's, like, almost smothering herself to keep herself from making a noise. Or, like, but at the same time, it's like she's, like, crying, you know? Yeah. Um. So he's looking around. And he's like, please, just don't do this. Just come out and talk to me. Then he runs off in another direction. Well, he like hears another noise, so he runs off back to he, where he came. She looks over, sees the sign for the ski lift. Its hours are from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. She checks her phone. It's now 7.55 p.m., so she runs off in that direction. Uh, we get to the reptile pavilion. We're back to the reptile pavilion. Or Hannah and Emily are just chilling. They're looking through one of the displays, the, through, the, through it. On the other side, they can see Spencer in quotes. On the other side, Spencer looks well, in, in the coffee hair. bag, like bait that they left yeah. there. Long hair and shadow faced. Um, Hendo wonders why Spencer isn't doing anything. Emily says that you know she'll make a move when he's here, and Hannah says when she thinks A is here. And you think that it's going to be Ezra who shows up, and Emily says that she guesses she'll find out soon. I like that it's like Emily and Hannah have seemingly switched stances on this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so they watch as Spencer, in quotes, starts to move towards the money. Yeah, the blonde is moving towards the money, and Emily says, Okay, once Spencer gives us a signal, we'll double back. And just then, Spencer, Spencer enters behind them, runs in, like trying to tug on a blonde wig. And she's like, God, you guys, I'm so sorry I'm late. Just help me get this on, and I can move into position. And they're just like, Oh, shit! And they look back as like the other blonde has just made the move on the money. So yeah. they run off after her. 
So meanwhile in the woods, Arya runs out, sees the ski lifts. We hear a guy in the intercom say that the lift's closing in five minutes. So Arya like struggles to get the safety bar down. And once she does, there's no snow. Yeah, there's no snow. This is well, I don't know what the snow season is in Pennsylvania, but it's like uh, this November. is the show only has so much budget. Let's yeah, be honest. It's mystically long November with no snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so once she gets that safety bar down there in the ski lift so she can start zooming away, she looks over and fucking Ezra has sidled up over and is sitting right next to her. Yeah, well, it, it was the whole thing where she's like struggling to get this the lift to drop down and she takes five or ten seconds to do it. And so in that time, Ezra has like blinked right up and sat down next to her. And, and so now not only is Ezra right next to her, but she's just locked them both in this chair together on the ski lift. Yeah, and Arya is like losing her shit, and Ezra says, "Arya, Arya, Arya, I didn't mean for it to end this way." And then the lift takes off, pulling them both both like up the mountain. So oh the reptile boy. room, yeah. Spencer, Emily, and Hannah they run through the, the reptile building to the exit. It's locked. They're pissed because she was just here. Spencer's like, "Who was?" The lights flick off. Hannah like leads the way for them to get out. Well, of the there. lights like start like the lights go off, and they start like strobing weirdly. Yeah, and it's like super creepy, and there's like animal noises and. Then the PA starts playing like weird reptile facts from like all these different speakers. Well, because each yeah each display you know for each animal has a different like speaker that tells you different. Has, facts. It has like, like a little button you hit and it like tells you a factoid and it's seemingly it's like A is running around hitting all the the buttons. But I, it doesn't seem like it's possible. Like it has to be hacked. By the way, the black mamba is the longest venomous snake in Africa. Yeah. But like the well, and we buzzer, see a we see a blonde like rush across, but I guess the liars do not. Yeah. The. Uh, these giant red buttons on each display, they look like the buzzer on a game show mm-hmm. when you want to ding in to like give your answer. Um, but so yeah, the girls are almost like get whiplash, like flicking their heads around, like looking so hard at everything in all different directions. It's like chaotic and like frenzies cacophony at reptile facts. The girls run to the door, start slamming on to get out of there. Emily looks back and sees the coffee bag on the floor. So she runs back to get it right as she's about well, to for some it. reason, Spencer's like, no, Emily, don't yeah. like what did she think was in it? Like a bomb or something? Yeah, who knows? That would be funny. Uh, so right as she grabs that bag off the ground, a gloved hand grabs her arm. Everything goes, everyone goes still. Then a really short guy who works there says to her, the zoo's closed to the general public. You've got to leave. Like, yeah. He says like in a really crappy <laughs> voice. And he's like, sorry. And Spencer's like, we got locked in. We're going now. So they're going to head out. And then at the door, Hannah pauses and she sees a blonde wig like right by the door. Yeah, it got ditched on one of the displays. So... <laughs> Meanwhile, on the ski lift, Arya is just screaming her lungs out for help. Screaming bloody murder. And she's like, somebody help me! And Ezra's so, like, stop, stop, please, please, I know you're upset, but just hear me out. Because, you know what, she's she's trapped on the ski lift of a live, evil, you know, sexual pervert, who's also her teacher. This is, she's screaming bloodier murder than when she was locked in like a box mm-hmm. of a dead body. And Ezra, he tries to reach over and calm her, calm her and Arya's like, don't touch me! And then a, a bell sounds, like a like a ringing bell sounds below, and the lift stops. And Arya's like, why are we stopped? And Ezra says, I know what you saw back there, and I can explain it. And Arya says, you knew Allison. You knew her. You pretended not to, and you... And she sounds Ezra like she's says, hyperventilating. Oh, this this whole scene is wonderful. Ezra says, I'm yes, kinda, yes. Oh, sorry, good. I'm kind of surprised you didn't uh, like get the uh, dialogue for us to act out. I, I have it all if you want. Oh my god, that'd be insane. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hold on, let me let me copy and send it to you. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of direction in here too. This is gonna be weird. This is good radio. Definitely good radio. All right, you get that. Uh, Who do you sure. want to be? I don't know. Who do you want to be? I want to be Arya. Really? 
Yeah, sure. Why not? That blows my mind. D- doesn't everyone want to be Arya? Uh, yeah, but usually you want to be Ezra. Okay. I will start. Yes, yes, I know. I lied. I'm so sorry. I wanted to tell you so many times, but I, I, I was afraid. I was afraid that you wouldn't forgive me. And Arya's face now is just like horror and tears. Uh, and Ezra's getting all emotional. It's like he can still win this if he's like humble enough. Vulnerable enough, yeah. I met Allison in college. She lied about her age, and I believed her. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear it. I just want to get off. Arya, please, just listen to me. Nothing you say will change anything. I don't even know who you are. Yeah, yeah. as you put here, unless a thousand gifts of Arya's cry face are born. Uh, Her, like, cry face, it's, it's not flattering. But, I mean, she's really, like, this isn't, like, I'm kind of crying or a tear is rolling down my cheek. This is, like... 110% 110% like sobbing when it's a braver choice to be ugly and cry. yeah and i was just like yes you do yes you do you wanted allison dead you wanted her dead you thought you got her pregnant i never hurt allison i was writing a book about her a true crime book a book yeah what when i saw the papers that she'd gone missing i i, I, just, I couldn't stop thinking about it i had to get to the bottom of the story and her, she, her shit's a little more together now. She says, uh, did you know who I was when you met me? Yes, I did. I knew who all of you were. And that's why I applied to teach at Rosewood. So that's what I was to you? I was research? When I was in the bar, I took advantage of an opportunity because I wanted to be a good reporter. I wanted to be the guy that, that, that would do anything for the story. But I, But I promise you, though, I didn't know I was going to fall in love with you. Don't. I I lied about a lot of things. Ezra, don't! I lied about a lot of things, but I have never lied to you, not once, about how I feel about you. Naria starts to cry again here, and these are like sad tears now, not angry tears. When we started getting serious, I stopped writing the book. I started my research back again when we were broke up, and that's how I knew that Allison was still alive. When I think about how I defended you to my family and my friends, and the whole time you were you were using me. I'm sorry. I'm such an idiot. I am such an idiot. I am a jerk, but I swear I will burn this. I will trash it. Burn it? Burn it? Are you kidding me? I'm going to read this thing from cover to cover. And she she takes the manuscript out and she holds it away from him. Arya, Arya, please don't. No, no. I want to know what was worth destroying everything that we had for. Look! And he, he like, his hand darts out. He's going to try it. Like, this is his mistake here. Like, He's he's trying to act all contrite. He still tries to reach for that manuscript, though. And Ari's like, no! And she jerks her hand away and, of course, drops the pages. And they all float down to the ground like 100 feet below. Oh, it's a beautiful shot of these, these white pages falling in the darkness. I actually took this much differently. I don't think he wants her to read that at all. I took it that there's a moment where he pauses, like you're like acting really still, playing possum. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to push him out of her hands. I think he's actually so, trying to knock hmm. him out. Okay. Yeah, I didn't take it as he's trying to grab it from her because where is he going to go? I mean, they're just yeah. going to like have a slap fight once he grabs them from her. But like, yeah, I think he's actually trying to like knock them into the darkness so she doesn't have it. Uh, so let, let's not move on here. Let, okay. Let's talk for a while. Let's unpack this. A book. Ezra's yeah. been writing a book, which I have to say was well, like one of my first theories about the show is that Ezra's A and he's doing it all from books. And I really feel like this, this whole season's like a greatest hits of like the, uh, the red herrings. Mm-hmm. you know all, all the like the failed theories like right. ezra's a and he's doing it to write a book um let's talk about ezra fitz controversial character well th- from from the end of the episode from now you see me now you don't the show was irrevocably changed 
And um, I still laugh at that, that word because Penis and Cosmo couldn't pronounce it. But the show was irrevocably changed. And it's like, I know for some people when they saw this episode, they thought, oh, this is another red herring. No. Ezra was seriously trying to write a book. He's not a... But he's he is a, creepy a huge guy scummy creep. Who yeah. has been spying on these young women. As and research. seemingly knew something about the situation and never intervened whenever yeah. they were in trouble. Right. Um, so let's let's talk about Ezria. This is a very controversial subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, guess, I guess I'm somewhat ambivalent about it. There are a lot of people out there who find this relationship completely inappropriate, which I, I would agree with. But they, they really want the show to kind of like, like present like authorial intent to say like, this is, this is wrong. And now like someone will, you know, Ezra will get his comeuppance. So we all know that this should never have happened. Well, I think basically a lot of people are infuriated that the show is, in their impression, condoning this relationship. Endorsing it. Yeah. This is okay. That this is beautiful fantasy. And that's the thing is that this is a teenage girl's fantasy relationship. The Well, it's we've for me, about- it's always like it, on the one hand, you're like, Ezra's a total scumbag. He's totally gross. Like, there's something seriously wrong with him. Like, you you shouldn't be interested in a high school girl. But on the other hand, if you're seeing it from Arya's perspective, she's like, hey, I feel like I'm a, a, a girl with agency and this is something I want. And so it's, I don't know, it's like, it's, I feel like, uh, and a lot of people like really hate this and they want the show to like kind of come out against it ultimately. I, I can't say I totally agree because I feel like this is kind of like at the root of the show where none of these characters are necessarily good people, even if they're protagonists. Right. And I feel like this like fits right into that kind of like uneasy vibe you get. Like for the first like several episodes of the show, I was like, when are they going to like, close the storyline off and then they just never did like in dawson's creek and it's like seriously they're just gonna keep going with this like what the fuck well, and so i kind of had to like rearrange my expectations of the show to say like this is a show that wants you to feel uncomfortable while at the same time like it it, it almost wants you to question like if i believe in like agency why do i have a problem with this and it, it's like there's not a good answer to that and you just feel really uncomfortable and you're like but we have laws and blah 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I know we talked about this before, but we said that it really seems like the writers are putting in their subtle things. We're like, yes, this guy is wrong. He's Mm -hmm. creepy. He's disgusting. Even before all of this came up. But you're right. Like, these characters are terrible people. In this episode earlier, when Ezra, you know, put a a pin in Spencer's plans, (laughs) he did it with the truth. Yeah, yeah, that was the worst thing about it. And the pills for Spencer. It's really what, like, he knew that's what would derail Spencer is the truth. But yeah, this is a conversation we've been waiting to have for a long time. Well, I think a lot of people viewed the whole kind of reveal that he's writing a book as like a way for the writers to kind of walk back and, and give just an, an inkling of a, a crack into which Ezra can slide back into if he plays his cards right. You know, it's it's not over for good. If it was A, that would just be it. But he's not A, so there's there's still hope for Ezria. Well, there's a lot of people, who, and that that really upset a lot of people. A lot of people who they'll never go back. The uh, you know, the people in the, uh, I don't trust him, and I never mm-hmm. will. He's disgusting. He broke my heart. Um, but he, he, I I liked all of the mechanics of Ezra the villain. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate it in the season because it was revealed that he was just a guy writing a book 
and if like a this, huge scumbag. Yeah. If a lot of this stuff had transpired like at the end of season seven or whenever you know A will be revealed, I would have loved. It. I would have loved that the ultimate reveal of Uber A slash Black Widow whatever was Ezra. It would make a ton of sense because he was always there as a yeah. potential suspect. Because uh, to me, Uber A or Black Widow, whoever should be somebody from the pilot. Should be somebody from season one. That's. I would love to think that it's somebody from the beginning of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily the case. I mean, that they have probably a compelling idea who A is, but it's not Ezra. Yeah. Well, I'm Arlene King was quoted around the time this aired as saying that Ezra and Arya's relationship was in the DNA of the show, and a lot of people took that as like an endorsement. Right. Uh, which I wouldn't necessarily agree with. I mean, it, it, you know, it's authorial intent's also like a really slippery subject if you're going to try to do any formal criticism anyway. Mm. But I, the, the impression was that, that I got from that was just to say that like he is like a part of the core narrative of the show. They're and it, it's not necessarily an endorsement, but it's like that is kind of Arya's kind of central thing is that she wants to be the adult who dates the adult guy. And it's really not a good thing. But that's that's Arya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, and now, of course, she's going to have to deal with the fallout from dating the older guy. When it, it turns out, as expected, that older guy is not exactly a great guy. He yeah. had ulterior motives the whole time. Yeah, exactly. The shoe is, is dropped, finally. Uh, but yeah, their interactions, you know, the way he's changed her, the way he's influenced her, wherever they go from here, and it will be icy, and <laughs> that ice yeah. will probably break. Like, that is the DNA of the show. That's the core of it. This I, is the relationship that the show hinged on for the first few seasons, more so than mm. your Spobies, your Halebs, your Paleys, or... Well, and it's, and it's just like this, like, dark heart of the show where it's like, that's not a good thing. And yet that's, that's your signature romance. And it makes you feel uncomfortable, which I, I, I guess I have to trust that the writers know what they're doing at some point. And I feel like they, this, this is intentional on their part. They know it's not comfortable and they want it that way. How much? Cause they're, they're all, the writers are actually very careful to never really give an opinion one way or other about the relationship and i think it wouldn't be good for them to i think they want you to have this kind of ambivalence where you're you're watching the show and you see Arya's side of things and you think well that's sweet but then you see you know like and then your your mature mind recoils and you're just like no no this is this is not a happy romance you guys you guys are wrong you know yeah how much do you want to bet dark heart 1994 was like Arya's like aim screen name <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, also, I really think that, like, I don't know, for some reason, it hit me with this episode. Ian Harding should have been the guy they cast to go in a young direction with Superman. I don't I know why that. this episode hit me with it. Because I don't know if he has, like, the build, I guess. I don't know. But the thing is, they always talk about how the Superman franchise is haunted internally by the ghost of Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. They'll never get away from a from somebody who looks like Christopher Reeve. Ian Harding looks enough, and he could, he could, I don't know, he could bulk him up. Well, for whatever reason, Superman needs to be, like, really buff, even though he's Superman. I don't know, it's never it made a ton yeah, of sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, because he, he's, immor- he's not immortal, but he's, like, invincible. Like, Yeah, he doesn't need muscles. Really. He doesn't need to be, have a puffed out chest or anything. How would he even get that buff? How would he work out that hard? Can you imagine Ian Harding in this, like, ultra-dark, like, bleak Zack Snyder Superman universe? Gotta be awful. Thank God, no. But, yeah, I mean, what is mm-hmm. Superman, like, like benching, like, like, white dwarf stars? Anyway, so, cut to Arya's house, where a crazy-looking movie's on TV. Did you happen to catch whatever this movie was? Um, you know, it's, it's in the recaps. I forgot to look it up. I figured you would. Uh, um, I, I it's was, it's I an was, actual color movie, amazingly enough. 
Well, because it's not Arya watching the movie, it's Mikey Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mona has just shown up. Uh, Mike paused the TV and he's like, I would say that you missed half the movie, but that was like 20 minutes ago. And Mona's You're like, You're late, oh, bitch. Yeah, I'm sorry. It kind of lost track of time. Well, can we watch the rest? I don't mind being a little lost. And he's like, Well, you won't be. The movie's about a creepy guy who makes creepy sculptures and acts creepy about it. And they both laugh. <laughs> so. It had to be Mona in the blonde wig, right? Like, that's what I read from this. Well, so, yeah, we've been talking about, you know, Ezra's at the fuck cabin. He couldn't have gone all the way back to blah, blah, blah the past few episodes. I think, yeah, Mona's been working with Ezra. Well, because, yeah, because if, if Ezra's not A now, you can see that a lot of the stuff he was doing, like, like I don't think that was him who disabled Emily's car. I don't think that was him at the fuck cabin necessarily. Um, actually, I don't think Ezra ever got the journal back at all. I think A planted it. That That seems to be the suggestion. Right, right. Um, but yeah, like there's some other things where it's like, well, who's doing this if if Ezra's here? And at least some of the time, I think it was Mona. Like, who's taking those pictures? Well, my uh, guess is that Mona hasn't even been Black Hoodie A in no this, this past half season. No, I think I think she was the one like taking pictures. She was the one who dressed in the wig to mm-hmm. go to that meetup because she thought Allison was going to be there. I mean, we've had plenty of A tags where Black Hoodie A is doing something, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's Mona. Not Mona. Not Ezra. Yeah. Someone else. And that's the fact that they would fracture the narrative and make it that that kind of splintered is fascinating mm-hmm. to me because you have a show about these girls who are our protagonists. They're not necessarily good people. And they're surrounded by people who are villainous in one way or another. Um, but, yeah, so. They both laugh at, you know, Mikey's little like uh, uh, synopsis of the movie. Mike goes in the kitchen to get a refill. Mona sits on the couch to wait for him to come back. Justin, Arya comes in and she looks haggard as fuck. Oh, poor Arya. The only thing missing is for her to have like like blood. leaves and twigs in her hair. <laughs> like blood splattering her. Like a, like a blood in the corner of her mouth. Uh, what happened, Arya? I killed Ezra. <laughs> you want his dick and she pulls it out of her pocket <laughs> oh, and throws it to the table. Um, oh, I think, I think some fans would like that ending. That would be a bold choice. Yeah, the True Blood ending, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mona's just like, Arya, are you okay? And Arya stares at her with like a cold inferno. But it's like she has nothing left. Arya's yeah. like, I, I can't even be mad at you right now, Mona. I'm just going to sulk upstairs. Even though Mona looks like she's like genuinely concerned. Well, and Mona looks like wounded by... Mm-hmm. Like like she like probably knows exactly what yeah, just happened. Yeah, M- Mona has to know what just happened. She's like, there's only one thing in this world that could make Arya Montgomery this sad and his name is Ezra. And yeah, I think she actually feels empathy and sympathy for this this little petite monster. Uh, we now Mona's know like, the what, answer. What is happening inside of me? What are these feelings? Yeah. What is this salty discharge from my eyes? Yeah, we now know the answer to who is this monster. Uh, so Spencer's house. Spencer comes to the side door. She's surprised to see Toby's in there with his back to the door. She comes around and asks what he's doing there. Well, he's looking like extra sad. Yeah. He's like, Spencer, this is my super sad face. This is the face that he makes for the cover of his blues album. Mm-hmm. I can't be with you anymore. You're self-destructive. I'm going to London to shoot a photography book. With, and do a movie of James Franco and Megan Fox mm-hmm. and haunted hotel rooms. Spencer's like, what are you doing here? And he says, your mom was worried about you. Spencer says, why would my mom be worried about me? And Toby says that she called looking for you. And he says, I wish you could have told me what was really going on instead of me finding out this way. Oh, it's like, okay, like sidebar, like you, you've apparently just learned that your girlfriend has an addiction and you're giving her shit about it for not yeah. telling you. Like yeah, that's spectacular shit. That's, that's where you go with that. You're like, Hmm, I, I could be supportive. 
I, I could be just like the loving boyfriend, but no, I'm going to give you shit. Also, it's not like she faked her death, you son of a bitch. I know. Glass house is Toby, you son of a bitch. Uh, uh, then Veronica calls from the other room. She's like, Spencer, is that you? And Toby says, I guess I'll give you some time to talk. He pulls out like a small box from his jacket pocket, like a little jewelry box. And he sets it on the counter. He says, this is for you. There was a whole dinner that went with it, but it doesn't matter. Shrug. It doesn't matter. And Spencer's like, wait, Toby, can you just wait a sec? I wasn't trying to ditch you. And we see Veronica walking down the stairs behind them. And Veronica's like, goodbye, Toby. Thank you for coming over. Get the fuck out. And yeah. Toby says, good night, Mrs. Hastings. And so he leaves. And Spencer's just like, what the fuck? Like, mom, why did you ask Toby here? And Veronica just, she's so pissed. Veronica, it's like cold fury. She's like, you promised. You promised you wouldn't go back to this again. And Spencer says, go back to what? I, I don't know what you mean. Veronica's like, Spencer, stop it. And Ver Spencer looks like she looks so guilty now, so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And Veronica says, Dr. Griggs' office called. I know. And Spencer, like, she, the acting's fascinating. She's like, she's near tears. She really adopts the face of, like, a guilty little girl. Yeah. Like, in the face of her mom's disappointment. Like, she, well, she's, like, five years old suddenly. And she goes out of her voice, too. Yeah, she says, Mom, I'm sorry. And Veronica says, I can't go through this again with you. Uh, I just don't think I have it in me. It's like, wow, mother of the year. Yeah. Also, again. Hmm. Hmm. Spencer well, says, it's not like last time, though, I swear. It's like, interesting. Okay, what is the last time? Veronica says, you didn't know what you were doing half the time. Which, that's very interesting now. The the idea that Spencer, she she sleepwalks, apparently. She doesn't always know where she is or how she got there. Mm. She wakes up in strange places. Hmm. You know, my original theory, of course, is that Spencer's the killer. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh... Great acting by Spencer, or by Troyan here. Uh, Veronica says, and your father and I can't cover for you again, not with Radley on your resume. Well, then, w the question that we're all asking, Spencer voices for us with, what's that supposed to mean? And Spencer, like, it seems like she she's not playing coy. She legitimately doesn't know what the fuck her mom's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? Veronica says, I need to call your father. Let him know you're okay. Sounds like Toby had a beautiful evening planned. It's too bad you missed it. Really twisting the knife. Yeah, poor Spencer. And it's and it's like seemingly she has a history with Adderall that she might not even be totally aware of. Right. And her parents are covering for her for something. Veronica walks off. Spencer, she opens a box that Toby left. It's a little necklace with a golden S Scrabble piece in it, mm -hmm. like a little S, like one point Scrabble piece, which is I guess sweet. Like, it's a call. Not not bad, Toby. As, as yeah. far as uh, presents you could get for your girl, that's a pretty solid one. That's a good I'm just going to go ahead and say the writers thought it up for you. Yeah, yeah, I think that's safe to say. Mm -hmm. So Spencer just kind of slumps down and sobs. Sad music starts playing. Toby's mm -hmm. like, I sunk all of my payout money into this and dinner. <laughs> uh, so sad music starts playing. We cut to Arya in her room, laying on her bed. Dark clouds are forming over mm -hmm. her, and the dark clouds are even terrified of her. Staring into space. She turns her head, looks at something in her room. We see that she's staring at the Winesburg, Ohio book that she got from Ezra. It's on like a stack by her bed. She sits it's up. It's right on her nightstand, yeah, by Sherwood picks, Anderson. Picks it up, looks at it. She stares at it for a moment. She opens it up. And there's Ezra's inscription inside, which we've talked about many times before. When you need to leave Rosewood, Ezra. Arya slowly rises to her feet. The sadness, the like unstoppable Well, it's, well, it's like she's just contemplating red the anger. bullshit in that sentence. Yeah. Yeah, and finally the the rage overwhelms her 
and she hurls the book across the room like just like a like primal yell it's a, and it cuts to black as the book comes right to camera it's a great yeah great little end of this episode basically That's except it. for the a tag a is for audience and she's throwing it right at us like like even we're not spared from her fury at this revelation mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like, we've kind of conspiratorial in that on one hand we're like we're rooting ezra on we're rooting this drama on and uh Arya's like like vengeance is gonna spill out i i almost want her to like like from the ring like like lucy mm-hmm. hell's just gonna crawl out of your tv <laughs> screen and like curse you the damnation uh but yeah let me get the a tag well, I, before we get to the A tag, just the last bit with Ari here, like she's she's suddenly realizing how constructed and fake so much of like what she thought was like just a happy mute cute meet cute romance, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, it was just faded to be like she was just talking in Spencer's hallucination about like wow, just you know, I happened to walk in that one door that one day. What a what an amazing thing in the universe. And it's like, well, it wasn't that much of a coincidence as it she, turns yeah, out she's had her precious fucking like romance in the uh goddamn matrix here mm-hmm. uh, the skeezy matrix uh so the a tag the music that was playing over that last scene is really kicking up the chorus you're nothing but trouble over and then, over again you're nothing but trouble then we're on the we're on the ground out in the woods we're let's just go and say right below the ski lift where black yeah. glove hands are picking up all of the pages from ezra's manuscript and there's a lot of them to pick up mm-hmm. picking them up one by one. Oh boy A's got your manuscript, Ezra. The, the next episode is appropriately titled She's Come Undone. Oh, yeah. I think you can guess who that she is. That's well, a lot of she's. That's true. Yeah, there's more than one. Yeah. But um, I think you can guess who the two there are. There is. But I was going to say, like, my last little note about the composition of this episode. There is way too much stuttering in this episode, I think, for it to be, like, the director's choice. This had to be, like, a Maya Goldsmith thing in the script. I don't think so, actually, because there's there's a site that I use occasionally to check my dialogue. Mm. I think it's actually the script because it's not always correct to what they say. It's you not a trans. It's, it's not a transcription. I think it's the actual script. You sure it's not just like poor transcribing? I don't think so because there's too many little things it misses, and it, it misses them in the same way. Like it never gets the stuttering. And it, it never gets people saying like, okay, or I just, or I mean, like it never gets that kind of stuff. It okay. seems to never get the sorts of things that actors would improvise, which okay. makes me think it's actually just the script. Mm-hmm. And, and when you compare it to the way they deliver it, I feel like that's, I mean, I, I don't know how much the director says to do that specifically as much as the actor is just like, that's kind of how they do it. Mm-hmm. You know, what feels natural to them. But I, I mean, I felt like it, it wasn't out of place. I mean, I noticed a lot in my transcription, but okay, this so was it, a yep. this was a rough episode for your your Arias and your Ezras and your Spencers. I mean, Spencer, that whole scene with the intervention, man, that yeah. was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good episode for like overcome emotions and what have you for mm-hmm. people to flip out here. Uh, like the yeah, it's. It's an amazing, powerful episode where the shoe finally drops on a lot of storylines, a lot of. I'm just so glad we can talk about it now. I, I've really yeah. wanted, like, and I almost felt guilty about like not talking about Ezra for a really long time because it it is really fucked up, and yeah. you want to say something about it, but like th- this is the detail that like really hammers it home that like Ezra knew who Arya was, like he knew she was well, underage, and he calls, pursued it anyway. It calls 
pretty much the entire show back into question in a way. But although it, it makes a lot of sense because when oh, Ezra yeah. first met Arya, he was and and not to like, you know, carry water for him because he's a scumbag, but you could tell he was more resistant when he first met her, which he should have been anyway. But like he knew, like he totally knew what was up. Right. And I, I, I can only assume that he thought he might like make out with her in that bar and then like maybe get some info. Mm. And then it just like kept going and he, he tried to put the brakes on it, but he was far too weak willed. Uh, right. cause he's a scumbag. And yeah, by the, by the end of like season four A, they're pretty much back to, or I'm sorry, one A, they're pretty much back together. Right. Um, I just want to say too, cause sometimes we are pretty sloppy. The, <laughs> Annie Hall from season three was Melanie Mayron. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Doesn't that make perfect sense though? That totally makes sense. Uh, you're talking about Arya's, uh, uh photography yeah. instructor. Yeah. 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 Who, uh, you know, Lucas got on the bad side of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we really should have brought that up <laughs> the whole season. <laughs> I didn't even know that. You just blew my mind. That makes sense. So, yeah, that's Melly Mayron. Also, I. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to blame it on the fucking wiki. You try to do research on these things. The wiki is like, oh, here's some trivia. This was the day that they did the cast read. Yeah, Which thanks, is wiki. It's interesting, but it's not enough. And again, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw this out there. If anyone ever wants to do like the uh, like PLO encyclopedia, we'll take the job. When I was a, really? when I was when I was a teenage like Star Trek nerd, I fucking loved that Star Trek encyclopedia. I think it was awesome. Just Entertainment Weekly still exists, right? They still publish. Uh, I think so. I think. Do you Trek remember how Entertainment Weekly thing? would do like they the did encyclopedia like, of a uh, Seinfeld? Oh, they did like the Seinfeld magazine where it was just like every episode with a synopsis and like, you know, kind of first appearance of this, like that kind of thing. I would love that for PLL. I would love just like a massive PLL, like, you know, definitive book. Oh, it'd be amazing. Like interviews from the mm-hmm. uh, the writers and what have you. And it doesn't even have to like wait to the end of the show. It's something you could do like now. I think you put together pretty quickly. You could do it now. And then you could release one like a like oh, half from it. now. Yeah, yeah, the updated one. You make a little more, a little more cash, you know. A little more cash. More cash. There um, you go, Entertainment Weekly. You're anybody, struggling uh, print business. We would take that job on. I would love that job. That'd be so much fun. Um, but yeah, this is a great episode. Looking forward to the next few episodes in this this season. Uh, you know, yeah, like I said, it's a huge lift, uh, thing off our shoulders to finally talk about some of the stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of things. What's well, because I, I didn't feel like you could talk properly about, yeah. talk about the Ezra relationship until you found out the true genesis of it. Right, right. And because think- because that, that is a really big chain, game changer. I mean, not that he wasn't already super scummy for dating a teenager, right. but the it was all as framed as like, he didn't know. You know, it's just they fell into this and it's true love. You can't deny it. It's like, actually, yeah. not exactly. He kind of knew exactly what he was doing. And we, we talked, I think, at the time and the pilot about like how calculated Ezra was. And he's like, Oh, you're really interesting. I think you're so brave. You know, you're a good writer. Mm. You travel a lot. Like he was just like so full of bullshit and Arya fell for it. Cause I mean, who wouldn't, I guess if you're, cause he seemed like just the older guy who was Mm -hmm. scamming on the young girl anyway. But yeah, it's even more nefarious. It's even more disgusting if possible. The worst thing about the relationship is that stickingly enough, they kind of do like fit together well. Oh yeah, they're like, we've said that many times. They're hideously perfect for each other. Yeah, and I, I do I do wonder sometimes because we mentioned I think in the last episode of episode four 
we we had an Ezra Fitz at our high school, and I wonder if that colors my perceptions of the whole thing sometime. But I think every I think about has an Ezra Fitz. Maybe I don't know. Like I, maybe we're the outliers, and we just like think that that's normal, and it really isn't. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I think about the Ezra Aria relationship, and it's like I know intellectually that it's gross, but it doesn't like upset me the way that it should. And I worry about that sometimes because it's it's a lot of times it's so ripe for delicious icky drama. I mean, it is so soap operatic. Not even just the the way they fit together as people, but the fact that it is so goddamn scandalous. Yeah, I mean, I guess part of it's that you see a lot of it from Arya's perspective. Yeah, and since she's our protagonist, we kind of want what she wants. But yeah, it's or else. Uh, or else she'll throw the book at us. Yeah, and I, and I guess he could say, you know, that HBO has like massive incest all over every show they do. So, in the grand scheme, maybe this isn't, you know, if you're just talking about like Wait, are horrible you relationships you and TV to be drama. To be her brother. Oh my god, that'd be horrible. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> maybe at some point you get desensitized to something on TV if you watch it enough. You're just like, oh, it's incest, well, you know, like. Jamie Lannister and Cersei are doing each other, and you know that's just part of the show. So like maybe said, maybe you get desensitized to that. I watched the first two episodes of How to Get Away with Murder, which weren't terrible. I didn't dislike them at all, but it was just like every scene, every character had to have some kind of shocking way they fit to another character. <laughs> it was like it was it was too much scandal, not to hype her other yeah. show, to like fit into just two episodes. I mean, like you spread it out over a couple seasons or something it's ridiculous it's so it's like it's there's no real characters there it's well i can remember the only episode of boardwalk empire i watched was the one where it was revealed that michael pitt had fucked his mom oh. and i was just like yeah that sounds about right and i just turned the show off i was like i don't need to watch any more of the show so jokingly on uh, the after dark a few episodes ago you you said something i believed like the only thing that would ever make me question pllo is if they cast michael pitt for some reason oh fucking michael pitt he's so gross <laughs> He's when he started off as just like the poor man Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. On I remember Dawson's Creek on Dawson's Creek of all shows. But that I what it really hit me though was was Murder by Numbers that uh, Sandra Bullock movie, which is a remake of Hitchcock movie. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say underrated. Uh, not a terrible movie though. Basically, it was Leopold and Loeb, which Hitchcock did as Rope, which uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Back then though, he was the poor man's Brad Pitt, especially in that movie. Very uh, young, yeah. yeah Poor man's Brad Pitt, like poor man's Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I think we're we're done at this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suffice it to say, Ezra is awful, and yet I can't say I'm 100% opposed to the. Sh- I I would be opposed to the relationship in reality. I'm not opposed to the show exploring it and all its weird grossness, just because that's kind of where the show well, lives. It's, it's safe. It's fiction. Yeah. You know, we're not. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about the? I mean, a lot of teenagers watch this show. How, how do you feel about that? Well, so I've spoken to just like a few teenage girls about it, and why they don't look at the show like the way we do, like to them, <laughs> just like out in front of the high school. Excuse me, little girl, just come over here. I'd like <laughs> to cool. talk to you about Ezria. It's cool. I have a comically large microphone, so obviously I'm legit. But they, to them, it's it's the fantasy. They identify with Arya. They see Ezra as this cute, interesting guy that Arya is so sophisticated that she deserves. She's above the other high school girls. So, of course, she'd have this great, awesome boyfriend. I mean, I guess I would say I don't need the show to, like, show, like, Ezra's comeuppance and, and, like, just full morality. Is they tease it in the first episode of season four. 
Oh yeah, I don't, I don't need to see it, and it's like it's full, you know, like moral outrage. Mm. But I, I, I guess I just hope that the writers have a good plan in mind for where they're going. It doesn't necessarily mean that they can't end up together, but I just hope that whatever they're doing, they communicate properly. Well, the relationship a, a in wave. general, yes. Yeah. But on top of it, this is a very brave choice to seemingly implode the relationship that's the, that's the DNA of your show, that's mm-hmm. the spine, to implode it halfway through your run, and then... Are they going to rebuild it? Like, how is this going to change Arya? Like, presumably Ezra will be around through season seven. Like, how, where do, where does Ezra go from here? Where does Arya go from this? It's, it's interesting choice, you know? I, um, to me, it almost feels inevitable that she, like, I just don't know how that could last. Although, I, I don't know. You don't want it, it to be Ezra screaming at her, we were on a break, you know, for like eight <laughs> seasons. Yeah. Um, well, and it's at the same time, like, like, You'd think this would never last, but then, you know, we knew that teacher at our high school who moved off with his, well, his even, Arya. Even and it's Dawson's like, well, maybe Creek. it does last sometimes, weirdly enough. Even Dawson's Creek walked away from the storyline after like six episodes. Oh, it was like three episodes. They they yeah. got rid of Tamara so quickly on Dawson's Creek. Yeah. They were just like, they ran away from that, which is why I was like, it blew my mind on this show that like, you know, because I was, I was watching on Netflix. So, that, you know, several scenes, two and a half seasons had already aired. And I was like, why haven't I, like, heard about this? Like, this should be, like, a controversy. Why haven't I, like, read a think piece on Salon about this by now? Like, I can't believe they're doing this on this show. Yeah, seriously. And so, yeah, that was Freefall. Um, Ezra, total piece of shit. Poor Arya. Her whole world collapsing around her. Like, the the story Arya's been telling herself the whole time has been ripped out and stomped on. And even worse, Allison is involved. Yeah. Yeah, Allison got there first. Oh man, that that's got to hurt more than anything to Arya. It's like I could handle the line and the skeeziness, but Allison, fuck you. Well, it's it's such a good thing that we reveal that Allison's alive because now we basically have a uh, a love triangle here. It's kind of the first one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The show doesn't do that though. They don't do Mm -hmm. team. They they don't do them among the liars. Although I guess you can debate whether or not Allison counts as one. Right, right. Uh, and maybe they'll do them in the future. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back next time to talk about She's Come Undone. That is a Chad Lowe joint. Mm. Uh, can't wait for that. Uh, until then, let's see. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can talk to us on Twitter at broswatchpll2. Our website page is broswatchpll2.com. And if you like our podcast, or if you don't like it, feel free to give us a review or a rating on iTunes. That helps the show, supposedly. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We appreciate um, you. Yeah, and thanks to everyone who, you know, tweets at us on Twitter. It's always fun having conversations the, with the The tweets, fans. the comments, the emails, uh, wherever they are, we, we love it. Like, it's it's great. We love interacting with fans. We're so glad to know that the people who are obsessive about this show like we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently, uh, the Ezra's placed seven ninety five a month for his like big studio there in Ravenswood. Uh-huh. According to oh, a right. friend of the show, Amanda. Not actually that great a deal. Uh, mainland adjacent town like that, seven fifty a month is be what you pay, so mm. maybe his is a little more luxury with the spine peoples and all that. Also, Amanda, we can't thank you enough for being our resident expert on Pennsylvania. Indeed, indeed. Amongst many other things, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that is about it, and we will talk to you all next time. See you then. Bye-bye.